that special touch of God's excellence in you. That special touch of God's excellence in you. That special touch of God's excellence in you. Well, good afternoon. It's that special touch of God's excellence in you. I'm Carol Stanley, and we are on KLAY1180.com. If you're in the local greater Seattle area, it's 1180 on your AM dial. And welcome, welcome, welcome. I love spending Sunday afternoons with you. Uh, You know, it's just, it's like two girlfriends sitting across the table uh, with each other, just having a cup of tea and enjoying sharing some really good things. Uh, I have one of those wonderful girlfriends in studio with me today that I'm going uh, going to introduce you to. Her name is Judy Blanford, and she's written a wonderful book called My Journey to the Throne. And we're just going to have a good time with that today. But before we do, as per normal on Sunday afternoons, Again, I want you to be sure you got your tea, cold or hot. (laughs) It's still kind of sunny out, so maybe it's going to be a a cold glass of tea this afternoon. But I want you to get that, and I want you to settle in. I'm going to share with you today's Jesus Calling. I love this devotional, as you know, for those of you who listen to me on a regular basis. I love this. This is my absolute favorite. I have many devotionals, but this is my favorite because it's like... When I start reading this, it's Jesus talking to my heart, and it's like he's reading my mail. He's got me in his heart, and it's just, he's speaking right to me. Now, you know, obviously, the beauty of his word is that he can speak to all our hearts uniquely because he knows us, each one, so well. And so this beautiful Jesus calling takes on that same sense because it is based off of God's word. So it's cool. Anyway, here we go. So live first and foremost in my presence. Remember, this is Jesus talking to you and me. Live first and foremost in my presence. Gradually, you will become more aware of me than of other people and places around you. This awareness will not detract from your relationships with others. Instead, it will increase your ability to give love and encouragement to them. My peace will permeate your words and demeanor. You will be active in the world, yet one step removed from it. You will not be easily shaken because my enveloping presence buffers the blow of problems. This is the path I have set before you. As you follow it wholeheartedly, you experience abundant life and peace. To me, I don't know about you, but that's a, a word that just comforts my heart today because we all, have, we all have problems. We all can get so hung up in all of our stuff, right? And what the Lord is saying is, you know what? Just focus on me. I am there with you. I give you my peace and I give you life. And so we just need to really hang on to God and his word to recenter ourselves, which is why I love this book every every morning. Uh, and this, so what was what I just shared with you is taken from Psalm 89, 15, and 16, which says, Blessed are those who have learned to acclaim you, who walk in the right in the pardon me, in the light of your presence, O Lord. They rejoice in your name all day long. They exult in your righteousness. 
Psalm 16, 8 says this, I have set the Lord always before me. Because he is at my right hand, I will not be shaken. So true. Oh, my goodness. And Second Peter 1, 2 says this, Grace and peace are yours in abundance through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. So God is all about love and joy and peace and having, he just, you know, he's a gentleman. He reaches out and he says, seek me first and all these things will be added to you. And he doesn't, I, when I used to, um, I'm thinking my, my brain is ahead of my mouth right now. When I was in, um, uh, just a young bride and we would go over to Knott's Berry Farm and they had this really cool setting at the time. It was all free in those days. That was back a ways. But you could go and you could sit, and I loved this this painting that they had backlit, and it was just beautiful. And while they played this incredible music, and it was just it was a lovely, just quiet, almost chapel type experience. But the thing I loved was the picture was the door. Jesus is on one side of that door, and there is no there is no knob on his side. There is only one on your side, and you have to choose to open that door to him. And he's a gentleman. He doesn't break the door down. You know, he waits for you to open it in expectancy and preparation to just really receive him and and experience all he has for you. One of the things that one of the things that uh, I know my pastor shared this morning is there is a battle being fought against you and me. Absolutely, there is. And we, you and I, get to choose who wins that battle. Um, the thing is, the traits of an effective soldier in life are compassion, but courage and a clear mind. And that is so true. And as you follow the word of God, what happens is your mind does get clearer. You see things so much clearer around you. And of course, it helps to be older. (laughs) One of the things that bugs me a lot in life in general is discrimination against people that have a few gray hairs in their head. And that kind of bothers me because the thing is, I know in my heart, God still has called me to to mentor and to really help lead uh, younger women and, and men, but younger women in particular, to really step into their their specialness and really learn to love and follow Jesus because that is their answer to everything. I mean, are we going to go through stuff? Yeah, we are in a battle. But... The thing is, we know we know who wins. We stay tied to the absolute winner of all things, which is Jesus Christ. And the thing is, you know, we have absolute access and there's no excuses. In other words, we can choose to be compassionate, but to be of courage. And when we need to stand up and speak up for the truth, as we are doing today over the radio, God gives us a clear mind to do those things. For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. I'm reading scripture now. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they are divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient unto Christ. I love that scripture. That's one of my absolute favorites. Second Corinthians ten three through five. Um, 
we we do not challenge our thinking, and as a result, we lose many battles. We must choose our thoughts, and we must renew our minds daily in the truth and take every thought. This is something I just dearly love, and I teach I teach because it's so important. Teach and help people understand how to take every thought captive. We have 400 billion thoughts that race through our heads every second. Now, think about that. And you only have 2,000 in the conscious mind that race every every second. And that's plenty. <laughs> that's amazingly a lot. And we don't, we're not, we're not aware of all that goes through our head. And we must become aware and start to pay attention to how God set us up because the Spirit of God drives your mind. This is scientifically proven if you need that. But he but the Spirit of God drives your mind which drives your brain, which drives your body, and they all interact. So it's incredibly important that we really pay attention to what we're thinking and choose, really choose to renew our minds every single day. And again, we want to be in life and peace, and that's what God promises us. So I just encourage you to be in the Word and be encouraged. Get Jesus Calling if you haven't got one. It's just a really good devotional that will just kind of remind you, not kind of, it does. It sets you up on your feet, spiritual feet every day and reminds you of the truth and gives you hope and a future for that day. Jeremiah 29, 11, I love it because it says, God loves you and he has abs- he knows your future. He's done that because he wants you to have hope. He wants you to really be encouraged and trust him. He gives you a hope and a future, and I love that. None of us uh, come into this world without him having absolute pre-thought. He knows, he knows your stuff, and he knows what he wants for you. He knows the purpose he has set in place for you that will make you happiest and give you most fulfillment. And we're going to talk about that with Judy Blanford today because she and I both really feel strongly about our our purpose now more than ever in our lives have really focused and changed but our we're on fire girlfriends out there. <laughs> we are on fire for the Lord and the truth because we are called to that but God has set that purpose in our heart. And he set a unique purpose for every single one of you that are listening. Everybody has a unique purpose that God placed when he created you in your mother's womb. He had you figured out. Now, it takes you sometimes a lifelong time to figure out yourself. But it's okay. God's still at the th- on the throne and he knows exactly where he wants you. And if you simply will accept him, love him, and believe he will guide you. He will order your steps and you will accomplish everything that he has for you. That should, I hope, just give you a smile and a heart hug uh, to just go with to this afternoon. So we're going to take a little break here and we're going to come back with Judy Blanford. So get your tea fixed and come right back. Excellence in you. Special touch of God's excellence in you. That special touch of God's excellence in you. 
Have you experienced a lot of anti-aging claims with no results? Do you struggle with brain fog? Can't find your keys? Do you have low energy at times? I invite you to experience a revolutionary breakthrough anti-aging skin and brain technology with the one and only Brenda Lee, your go-to anti-aging professional. Please call her at 206-769-1700. Again, 206-769-1700. FLCC or Family Life Community Church is a great church where they love God, love people, and love life. FLCC is a family church where friends are family and family is first. Join them this Sunday at 9 a.m. or 10.30 a.m. And remember, there's children's ministry from 0 to 6th grade. They are located at 1925 South 341st Place in Federal Way, Washington. Or fl-cc.com. Have you ever wanted a second chance to make a great first impression? Have the jitters taken you out when speaking publicly to a crowd or even a few people? Would you like to know more how to present with confidence and presence? I invite you to go to that special touch of excellence.coachesconsole.com to receive a free gift and click on the products to register for the transformational program that suits you best. I look forward to working with you to make you shine with brilliance. That special touch of God's excellence in you. That special touch of God's excellence in you. That special touch of God's excellence in you. Well, I hope you got your tea and you came right back because you're in for a treat. I can't wait to introduce you to my new friend, Judy Blanford. And she has written a book that just blessed my heart. Uh, I met this woman, actually, would you believe it? I love how God works. Uh, I met her last weekend at a big women's conference called One uh, that were four different South End churches got together and put on this lovely uh, conference for women. And Judy was there with her book, and we were next to each other at, at our tables, and I got to know her, and wow, what a blessing. Judy has written the book called My Journey to the Throne and Things I Have Learned Along the Way. So welcome, Judy. Yeah, go ahead. Sit closer. Can you hear yourself? Okay. Hey, Mick, I'm going to have you come in and help us out here. <laughs> okay, a little technical difficulties here, but that's okay. Mick is a whiz, and he'll get us figured out. So, okay. all right, there, now I can hear you. Awesome. Okay, okay thank thanks, you. Thanks, Mick. Okay, Judy, I see this is called real, this is real live radio. <laughs> Amen. So, Judy, I just, I so love you, and I want to, I just want to bring up we both want the Lord to just work through us today to bring out the very best to the audience listening to us today. Both of our hearts is to really help women. Amen. Yeah. So tell us, tell me a little bit about what, what started you to want even to write this book. Well, the Holy Spirit laid it on my heart to do it. And uh, my husband and I had been teaching together in our ministry that we had at the time called Personal Freedom in Christ. And so these principles we saw 
set people free. And I really wanted a vehicle to share that in, in the context of testimony, because I think people understand and receive testimony and instruction in the word through your testimony better than just in a classroom setting. And uh, the Holy Spirit told me to write this book. And so I sat down at my computer and started writing. I love and it. And this is what came out. I yeah. did have professional help editing it. but um, Right. Well, you know, we all, because again, coaches need coaches. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's a firm belief of mine. And, and I've spent thousands and thousands of dollars being coached and trained continually in my life. Uh, I mean, good grief. You know, we go through school and we get married and we have our family, but I have, oh, I'm an incessant learner. And so I've, I've been continually educated as well. And the thing is, is that when God puts something in your heart, it, you cannot ignore it. You have Amen. to, you have to act on it. <clears throat> and so I, I applaud you for acting on this. So tell me a little bit. And again, I want to refer back when you said testimony, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> goodness. <coughs> when you said testimony, I want people in our listening audience to understand what that really means. That is your story. It's how God speaks to us and our life experiences that nobody can argue with. It's our true story with him. Amen. So uh, tell me a little bit about chapter one says bad girl. Tell me about that. <laughs> well, I grew up in a Catholic home and uh the mindset that I grew up with was that you kind of earned your way into God's good graces. And uh, I never felt like I ever had enough on the good side to outweigh the bad side. And so uh, I always told myself that I was a bad girl. And oh, ouch. Well, you know, because <laughs> yeah. that's what I believed. And, of course. And, you know, that gets into the lies that we've believed about ourselves. And and uh, where those lies come from. And you know what, Judy? We all have them. Oh, amen. We yes. all have them. I don't care what background you come from. We all have lies, what I call bad stories, if you will, in our heads that take us out if we don't examine them and, and weigh them against God's word and what he says. Because, oh my gosh, can that trip us up? And Satan loves that. Oh, yes, he, he loves does. to drive those little knives and uh, spears in us through our stories, if yeah. you will. And I, I believe that God was a great scorekeeper in the sky, you know, yeah. and he was just waiting to zap me and show me all the bad things I had done. And I remember one time, and, and this it's telling this story is not in any way uh, dishonoring my mom, but this was what sure. happened in our home. And at Christmas, she had a crash out with the baby Jesus, you know, uh, waiting to go in the crib. And before Christmas, every good deed we did, we were to put a toothpick in, well, half a toothpick. And every bad did, deed, we had to take a toothpick out. And that, the toothpicks were in the crash? Yes. In, and the, in the baby's in the crib? Baby, yeah, yeah, yeah they got were, it. Yeah. Okay. And so uh, I always felt like I didn't have enough to put in. And, and so anyway, I, I lied basically sure. about doing more good things than bad things because I put things in when I didn't think I deserved to. And so this this whole, my experience growing up kind of cemented that idea that God, uh, you, he was unapproachable. You could never really please him. 
and uh, so you don't want to get in the presence of someone that's going to criticize you. No. You know, and so it kept me out of a personal relationship, which I didn't even know you could have, to be honest with you. And, uh, but I didn't want that because I didn't want God to see my heart. I knew how bad I was, you know. Yeah. And uh, I wasn't a bad girl, but I, I was to myself. But you perceived you know? that yeah. you were based mm-hmm. on what you had <clears throat> learned right. in your home and in the church. And whether your perception was correct or not, it's, it was yours at the time. Right. Yeah. Even though we now know, of course, that God loves you dearly and that, that he was not this big ruler in the sky Man. so much. But, um, <clears throat> okay, so that ultimately led you. So how did you find truth then? So here you were, this little Catholic girl thinking that she was not good enough. How did you find truth? Well, uh, it was after I was married and had been married probably 11 or 12 years. And I was invited to a Crucio weekend by a friend of mine who uh, was in the Catholic Church, and she had this glow about her. She had something that I wanted. And when she invited me to that weekend, it was a weekend, a situation where my husband had to go one weekend and I had to go the other. And he was uh, saved when he was 17, but he fell away from the Lord. He was raised Presbyterian. So um, anyway, when I went, it was like, I went to confession to tell the priest all the bad things I had done, and I didn't like our parish priest, and you know, all the sure, stuff. Sure, sure, yeah. sure. And when mm-hmm. I went in the chapel to, um, to say my penance, my three Our Fathers and three Hail Marys, or whatever it was, God met me there, Carol. Mm. He invaded my space. He, he filled me from the top of my head to the bottom of my feet with his love, and I... I didn't want to leave that chapel. I was so, so enamored with God's love, and I knew he was a God of love and that he loved me. And that was a whole new concept. Yes. So uh, from that moment on, I have never been the same. That is so cool. Um, I have to share with you, because we do share this this experience of Curcio, and that is spelled C-U-R-S-I-O. Cursillo, and it comes, it's a Spanish word. And my, when I, my husband and I went to Cursillo as well, and he went and had a fabulous experience. He was the cradle Catholic. I married into the church. So when I went to Cursillo, I had, because uh, I am, it was at the time and still am a professional singer, and I had laryngitis. I couldn't sing a, a, a word. And I went into that with a little bit of a chip on my shoulder towards the Catholic Church because I was thinking and feeling like, why do we have to go to a Curcio weekend to find relationship with the Lord? It should be there every Sunday in Mass. And I'm a little bit of a rebel, if you will, and I had found a relationship with Jesus. And you know what? I So I had this little chip, but God met me where I was also, and there was a priest there that some of the gals, I just have to share this really quick okay. with you. There were some gals there that <clears throat> had been going and really getting into the word and going to other churches and getting into the word, and they were challenging this priest. And I saw the the gal who was heading it up. I've forgotten what they call her at the time. But anyway, I saw her. It was almost like <laughs> it was almost like she was there with the stool turned upside down, you know, uh, keeping the lions away, you know how the the animal trainers used to take the the chair, right? And so anyway, God, where God placed me every meal, every I mean, ugh, every day, I was sitting right elbow to elbow with this priest. Now I 
couldn't say a whole lot. I just sort of watched the fur fly around the room as some of these women would take this guy on because he was very traditional in what he was saying and thinking and nothing wrong with that. But it was definitely not aligning up with God's word always. Well, anyway, so we get to reconciliation and I have it all figured out that I'm not going to this priest. I'm going to go over here to this brother and I've got it all, you know, I got my plan figured out, but God ordered my steps. And he said, no, no, no. He says, no, you're not. You're going to go and you're going to confess your bad attitude to this priest. And I thought, no, I'm not. <laughs> and I argued with the Holy Spirit as only I, uh, not only I, I mean, all of us at times have done this, I'm sure. Ah, some personalities more than others. But I argued with the Holy Spirit till finally I was so broken. I could not argue with him anymore. And I said, okay, all right. And I go over to this priest and no kidding, Judy, he stopped me before before I could say anything, he said, no, no, no. Because I said, Father, may I, may I share with you? And he says, no, 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 let me share first. And he apologized to me for his crap. If you really? Will. Wow. Yes. And I apologize. I mean, now we're both blubbering. We're both crying. And it was a true reconciliation moment. And I am so thankful that God broke me down. In the, I mean, I have argued with him before, and he always wins, so I don't know why I even bother arguing. But it was such a precious experience to have that absolute, you know, reconciliation moment with him. And I think that it was ordered by God. I don't think. I know it was ordered by God for him to learn and grow because of the women in that group and for for me, certainly, to learn and grow uh, in a new way. And I so think God just meets us where we are, doesn't Amen. he? Amen. And he yeah. uses the most unlikely vessels at times. Yes, he does. Oh, my goodness. But, you know, on that count, after I had gotten saved and, and yes. began to just love the Word of God and saw where things weren't lining up, in my opinion, with the Catholic doctrine, I had to forgive the Catholic Church for I not telling me that I could yes. have a personal relationship with Christ and leading me to believe, rightly or wrongly, that I had to work my way. You know, good works was a, depended yes. on my salvation. And so I think that's really important, the forgiveness of uh, anyone who has misled you to believe something that's not God's truth. I so agree with you. Oh, Judy, and boy, that opens up another whole can of wonderful worms we're going to open after we take this next break so mick we're going to take a break right now and we'll be right back freshen your tea up that special touch of god's excellence in you that special touch of god's excellence in you Have you experienced a lot of anti-aging claims with no results? Do you struggle with brain fog? Can't find your keys? Do you have low energy at times? I invite you to experience a revolutionary breakthrough anti-aging skin and brain technology with the one and only Brenda Lee, your go-to anti-aging professional. Please call her at 206-769-1700. Again, 206-769-1700. FLCC or Family Life Community Church is a great church where they love God, love people, and love life. 
FLCC is a family church where friends are family and family is first. Join them this Sunday at 9 a.m. or 10.30 a.m. And remember, there's children's ministry from 0 to 6th grade. They're located at 1925 South 341st Place in Federal Way, Washington. Or fl-cc.com. Have you ever wanted a second chance to make a great first impression? Have the jitters taken you out when speaking publicly to a crowd or even a few people? Would you like to know more how to present with confidence and presence? I invite you to go to that special touch of excellence.coachesconsole.com to receive a free gift and click on the products to register for the transformational program that suits you best. I look forward to working with you to make you shine with brilliance. That special touch of God's excellence in you. That special touch of God's excellence in you. All right. Well, we're back. Hope you got your tea all fixed and you're all set to go because Judy and I are on a roll. (laughs) I'm with Judy Blanford and her lovely book called My Journey to My Journey to the Throne. All the things I learned along the way. And, you know, that's still on Amazon. You can still go get that book. And I want you to do that because it is a lovely book. And I'll give you all the info, how you can get a hold of Judy as well. Uh, so there's a myriad of ways you can get her book. Uh, we were chatting briefly uh, while you were on break. And the the thing, the scripture that talks about taking every thought captive. Judy, you had a little something you wanted to say. Yes, I had. I was reminded of a story in, from my own life. Where Eldon and I had started to exercise when the gym opened close to our home. And I was on the treadmill, and my blood pressure would go up a lot because I was using the monitor. And every day, it, it seemed like it would go up higher than it should. And I was saying, Lord, what's going on? How yeah. come, what's, you know? And he said, think about what you're thinking about. Ooh. I had to stop and think, and I was so filled with negative thoughts, and most of it was regarding my husband. He didn't do this, and he didn't do that, and he did do, you know, so. And can uh, I hear an amen <laughs> from all the women out there? <laughs> and and the Lord said, you, it's affecting your body, yes. all this negativity in your life. Yes. And Carol, it was so uh, revolutionary. I started taking captive, learning, thinking about what I was thinking about, yes. and taking captive those thoughts through the obedience of Christ, and it reflected on the treadmill and the uh, monitors. Wow. The so you, it's really important oh, for it, people to do that. You bet it is. And I am a, a really big fan of Dr. Carolyn Leaf and all of her work with brain and body and all that connection. She's amazing. And I quote her a lot in my book because I love her work so much. And it applies to everything that I do, for sure. But the thing is, is you're absolutely right. Negativity and the thoughts we have that we allow, we allow those stories to run, you know, those tapes, I call them. And the thing is, when they are running, it is absolutely, your brain is affecting your body in a very negative way. And it's proven scientifically proven that i think the stats are something like 85 percent of all illness goes right back to what you're thinking amen and it's so it it. is it's Mm -hmm. serious uh that taking those thoughts captive and aligning them with the truth of god's word aligning them unto christ powerful 
which kind of brings me to some of the things that I really wanted you to, to bring out in your okay. book. Um, that the idea of forgiveness. Yes. Uh, people get stuck on the idea that if they have forgiven someone, that's all they have to do. And we have been ministering to people for 30-some years. The power of forgiveness is transformational, so it needs to begin there. If you've been offended, hurt, used, abused, neglected, abandoned, whatever the case might be, forgiveness is a beginning step. But then what we have found, and through a ministry that we were involved in uh, years ago, as well as other things the Holy Spirit has showed us, that if you have to forgive someone, that means you've held on forgiveness, and you need to turn around and ask God to forgive you for your sin of unforgiveness. And that's kind of a revolutionary thought to people. Because okay, say that again, because I, wanna, I want people to really get what you just said. Okay, if you have to forgive someone, that yes. means you have held on forgiveness in your heart. So on, unforgiveness is yes, sin. Yes, yes, yes. But it's your sin. Right on. And so you need to confess that and ask God to forgive you and cleanse you from that unrighteousness. Right. So there's the, the second step after forgiving. Then you confess your unforgiveness. The second level of sin is um, judgments. Mm. And everybody we know, there's no exceptions, has made judgments. Oh, because yeah. we're judgmental people. Let's well, and the it. thing is, with what I do with helping people with, with presenting, all of us are professional communicators, whether we think we are or not, we mm -hmm. are. Mm -hmm. And everybody makes, I tell people this all the time, <clears throat> you have five seconds to uh, attract someone to want to know you better or, the, or to have them experience wanting to listen to you mm -hmm. or, you know, I mean, yeah. it, it, the communication piece, but because people are innately judgmental and you have five seconds because people will size you up in five seconds, five to seven seconds. Ah, yeah. that's kind of, that's a scary thought. <laughs> it is. But it's so true. And so I, I really go over this so carefully with people to understand if you have something that God's put on your heart to share, then you better pay attention to how you're putting yourself together mm -hmm. because you want to draw them, not push them away. Amen. You know, Amen. and that's your problem, not theirs. It's yeah. your problem if people are not being drawn towards you. Amen. So I'm off on a, I'm on a box, but so back to you. <laughs> <laughs> the judgments can be as simple yes. as names that, that children call each other on the playground. Yeah. You know, and so... In the homes, if parents tell children their stupid little whatevers, Ooh. you know, those are judgments. And, and it sets up a negative tape in their brain. Exactly. Yes. And so all, any judgments that we hold others in and names we call them, judgments we hold against God. Well, if he's such a loving God, why does he let blah, 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 blah happen? happen. Yeah. And so we, we can't receive God's love and forgiveness because we don't trust him because he, in our judgment, is wow. not a fair God. And so these judgments, whether against ourselves, what, what's your self-talk again? I'm so stupid. I'm so dumb. I can't believe. You know, what goes on in your head about yourself? Those are judgments. Yes, they are. And they will limit you. You can't go past those judgments. That's right. So if you want to move on with God and move on in your life, you need to recognize where you're holding yourself in judgment or you've accepted someone else's judgment as who you are. Ooh, and that is such a powerful truth. I am so thankful you just said that 
because it is and it's very very powerful and people don't take it seriously enough they they don't want to uncover that and look at it but it's incredibly important that they do because and and again what you want to do is speak out loud god's truth about you and what Mm. i tell people to do is when you when you see or feel uh or what discover a thought running through your head that says i'm not good enough for whatever reason right whatever that tape is playing to you, I want you to do this. I want you to out loud say, stop it. Thank you, brain, for sharing, but that is not the truth. And you say that out loud because then your subconscious hears you. And then you state the truth. No, stop. I'm not going there, if you will. But then you state the truth. No, no. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. God has a plan mm-hmm. and a future for me. And you, you state some truth. I can do all things through Christ, who is my strength. Whatever is appropriate at that moment of you know to counter that negative tape. Mm-hmm. And then that starts to set a new dendrite in your brain and a new pathway. And we can yeah. you can literally learn how to shut down those negative thoughts that are pumping negative chemicals into your system and start to build a new healthy dendrite over the top. It's amazing. And that's another whole deal. But anyway. Yeah, well, the other thing too, though, when you recognize those negative thoughts you have about yourself, ask God to forgive you for yes. the judgments you've held yourself in and not seeing yourself through his truth. Good point. Because that's your sin. Judge not lest you be judged. In the same measure you judge, it will be measured back to you. So these are very binding forces that we allow in our lives, but we need to deal with it as sin because yes. we violated the word of God. Okay? Ooh, yes. And then mm-hmm. the next level of sin that we've found is revenge. And uh, when you have judged somebody, you set up a system whereby they can get back into your good graces. Now, revenge in my life, uh, I thought, well, I don't operate in revenge because I think of it more of hurting people and physically and whatever. And getting back at them, if you will. Yeah, exactly. Well, just just wait till the next time I see them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, but the Lord said, "How do you respond to your husband when he brings you correction?" And I, (laughs) and how? And all women struggle with that, by the way. Yeah, and how do you respond uh, when you get upset with him? What do you do? And I said, "Well, I slam cupboard doors and stomp through the house and shut him out. Don't talk to him for Mm -hmm. however many days." And he said, "That's revenge." You're extracting a price for him after he has hurt you. And and he says, vengeance belongs to me, not to you. Gulp. I had to <laughs> repent because yeah. I was violating God's word. <laughs> and see, another binding force, revenge, in our life. Mm. And then the next level of sin are our uh, inner vows. And these are promises that we make to ourselves. I made an inner vow. I will never be like my mother. Oh, yeah. I, well, haven't we all done that? I think we have. But those, again, yes. they're based on judgments. And yes, you they cannot are. get good fruit from a bad tree. Amen. You plant the seed of judgment, and by promising yourself you're not going to be like that, you can't get good fruit. It doesn't work. And so, there again, those are uh, areas of sin. Yes. Leviticus 5, 4, and 5 tells us not to do this, not to make inner vows. I, we call them inner vows. They're promises that you make to yourself. And uh, and so judgments, revenge, inner vows, very binding forces. Jesus said, whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth is loosed in heaven. So as we repent of these sins, it looses these yeah. things in heaven and on earth. 
And Carol, it's been so amazing to mm -hmm. see people that have actually practiced doing this and the relationships that start to be restored in their life. But uh, it, it's so powerful, but you have to deal with your own sin. Yeah. It's not just forgiving the offender. No, um, and, and so many people have trouble with that first step oh, yeah. because it's, you know, forgiveness, is, you have to be willing to take them off of your hook and let them be on God's hook, it, you know. And taking them off of your hook is a, because <laughs> taking them off your hook is hard because it's, you're, you're, what you experience is drinking poison, expecting the other guy to die. Yes. Doesn't yes. work that way. Mm -hmm. You're drinking the poison by not forgiving. And then you're so right, Judy, that next incredible step is to ask God's forgiveness for your holding any unforgiveness, which when you've been wronged, oh my goodness, it's a, that's a tough one. Yeah. And God well, knows that. And it's so hard for people to think, well, I was the one that was hurt and right, right, abused. Right, right. So why should I have, to, you know, they made me sin. But it's your no. sin. You, you yeah. know? And so if, when people start understanding this and practicing the truth of the word, they can get free. It's yeah. just amazing what the power that God releases in your life when you start to operate according to his word. And then the next level of sin that need, people need to confess and repent of are uh, a dishonoring factor of Ooh. spouse, of parents, authority. There's three prongs on this one. The word says, honor your father and mother. It doesn't say if they act honorably. No. How, how do you do that if you had abusive parents? You do it by forgiving them, repenting of your unforgiveness, your judgments, your revenge, and your inner vows. And so that's the beginning point wow. of, of honoring. You and know what, Judy? I'm going to stop you because I want to take a break and really delve into these three important prongs okay. of dishonoring because they are so important because they refer right back to what you've already shared, and it's so empowering to people. So, Mick, we're going to take another quick break, and we'll be right back and finish this up. Oh, thank you, Judy. You come back now because we're going we're gonna to finish this up. Special touch of God's excellence in you. That special touch of God's excellence in you. Have you experienced a lot of anti-aging claims with no results? Do you struggle with brain fog? Can't find your keys? Do you have low energy at times? I invite you to experience a revolutionary breakthrough anti-aging skin and brain technology with the one and only Brenda Lee, your go-to anti-aging professional. Please call her at 206-769-1700. Again, 206-769-1700. FLCC or Family Life Community Church is a great church where they love God, love people, and love life. FLCC is a family church where friends are family and family is first. Join them this Sunday at 9 a.m. or 10.30 a.m. And remember, there's children's ministry from 0 to 6th grade. They're located at 1925 South 341st Place, 
in Federal Way, Washington, or fl-cc.com. Have you ever wanted a second chance to make a great first impression? Have the jitters taken you out when speaking publicly to a crowd or even a few people? Would you like to know more how to present with confidence and presence? I invite you to go to that special touch of excellence.coachesconsole.com to receive a free gift and click on the products to register for the transformational program that suits you best. I look forward to working with you to make you shine with brilliance. That special touch of God's excellence in you. That special touch of God's excellence in you. All right, so here we are, and we've got the last few minutes of our show, and we've been with Judy Blanford and her wonderful book that's My Journey to the Throne and Things I Have Learned Along the Way. Her book is on Amazon.com. Please look her up. Get her book. It will bless you so. Judy, we were talking about the forgiveness and the, and the sin of unforgiveness and asking God to forgive us for, you know, for our crap, are <laughs> not, you know, are not forgiving in the first place. Um, and the judging and the revenge and the inner vows, and now we're on dishonoring. So please pick it up from there, the three prongs of dishonoring. Okay, the three prongs is, first of all, parents, because the Word of God tells you to honor your father and mother, and it doesn't say if they acted honorably. So uh, as I said earlier before the break, the way you begin doing that is by forgiving them and repenting of your unforgiveness, judgments, revenge, and inner vows. We actually had a young lady who uh, did this in a class that we held years ago. She hadn't heard from her father for five years. Mm. The next week she came back to class. After repenting, she heard from her father out of the blue. So, I mean, it releases something in heaven when you start to deal with these things. And the second prong is uh, dishonoring of the spouse. The Word of God says husbands love your wife as Christ loved the church. It doesn't say if they act lovable, you love them. It says love them. Wives, respect your husbands. Not if they earn it. Right on. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes husbands don't act respectable, but you respect the position, not the behavior. Right. The position. And then uh, the last one is authority. And in Romans, I think it's 13, it tells that all authority is in place by God. Mm-hmm. So if you dishonor authorities and uh, have a hatred toward authorities uh, and try and break the law or bend the rules all the time, then you're dishonoring authority and that's your sin. Wow. And you deal with that. Yeah. And then the last one and the, the sixth level is a dishonoring of God because all sin mm. is sin against God. David said in Psalm 51, after being confronted with a sin with Bathsheba, against you and you only have I sinned, O Lord, and done what was evil in your sight. So David recognized that even though he had sinned against Uriah, he had sinned against Bathsheba, he had sinned against oh, he, yeah. everything. You know. He had a list. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that he, where that he had he really had, screwed up. Yeah. He sinned against God, bottom yes, line. bottom line. We hurt the Father's heart with our sin. So we need to deal with that, too. So what we have seen, Carol, is just amazing transformations in people's lives as they begin to deal with their own sin. But we don't even know we're doing this. Right. You know, and you can't deal with something unless you know you're doing it. That's why right. we, we outline these things. Not to I make people it. feel guilty, but to release them into the freedom yes. that confession brings. Yes, freedom. Uh, and again, there's no accident that you were raised in the, in the church because you <coughs> learn to respect the authority of the yes. church regardless of some of the uh, misguidance that happened there. Uh, Because the thing is, 
what I'm like, what I was thinking about just now when you were talking is how some of these, just in, in the current news, the football players are really coming after Trump because he called them on their crap. Mm-hmm. He just basically said, look, you either honor the flag or you're out of here. <laughs> you know, I mean, he doesn't mamby pamby. He basically shoots from the hip and says it like it is. And people are not used to that in a president, number one. But they're really dishonoring his authority. God put him there. Amen. They're dishonoring his authority. And you, whether you like his authority or not is not the issue. Amen. You must honor it. Yes. And so, you know, my, my word to all the football players and basketball players is get over yourself and stand up for the flag. All these other issues, deal with it a different way. Do not dishonor our country and our president and our flag. Anyway, I'm on my box. I can tell. I know, and I can get on it with you because uh, the United States of America is at risk. Yes, it is. It's yes, it the is. United States. Yes. We're no longer united. And, no. we, the, and we're getting worse. And I really believe it's because we have thrown the concepts and the love of God out. Amen. And that's, you know... But I want to go back to your book, Judy. I know it's really easy for me to get off on stuff. But I want to go back to your book because in the last few chapters there, you you talk about, um, I love that someone, you had a a beautiful story about uh, a minister who came in and there was someone in the audience that just said, I've got to share this song. And it's, um, don't sit under the apple tree with anyone else but me, anyone else but me, anyone else but me, and don't sit under the apple tree. And he sang that, and it so ministered to your heart. Tell me why. Well, for months prior to that, I would get up in the middle of the night, couldn't sleep, and I would just open the Word of God, and it was like Jesus came to me like I was sitting under the apple tree, and he would read the Word with me, and and he'd explain things that maybe I hadn't seen in it before. And, and he even showed, shared with me some of the frustrations he had with the disciples at times, you know. And so it was a very intimate Ooh, time. And, yeah. and he would come to me under that tree where we sat together and communed. And he was my lover, the lover of my soul. And um, so that, that had a very special meaning to me. But then to go on with that story, if I may. You bet. Uh, after that experience at the church when that song was sung, the next night when I got up, that evangelist, first of all, had said, uh, ask Jesus to give you a love letter, you know. And so I thought, hmm, I, I don't think I'd ever get one, but I did, you know. And you I got asked? this beautiful yes. love letter from Jesus. Oh. And then that night when he came to me under the apple tree and he said, he extended his hand to me and he said, I, I want to introduce you to somebody. And so I got up and took his hand and we went into the throne room and he introduced me to his father. Mm. And I knew that only one who intends to marry and introduces him, you know, the bride to the, to the father. And I was so taken back with that. And then Jesus left the room and he had been clothed in white every night I saw him. And when he came back into the room, I looked over. Oh, and the father said, now I want to introduce you to my son. And I looked over, and there was the one that had come to me under the apple tree, clothed in his splendor. It was Jesus. Mm. And um, I became the bride of Christ. I became a beautiful 
person. I became worthy. Well, and you know, and that, yes, and especially, again, God so uniquely knows what your heart needs. And because of what you lived from a little girl thinking you were less than, yada, 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 right? Through life and to have Jesus come to you this way and introduce you and and that you got it. You understood what he was doing and that you are the bride. I'm the bride. In other words, his church, we, we, audience, (laughs) we are all his bride when we choose to, to open that you know, sit under the apple tree with him and open the door to him and commune with him and get to know him. You know, and Jesus will meet you right where you are. He yes. He may not come to you in the way that my experience was, but he wants to have that personal, intimate relationship with you. He yes. wants to share time. He wants to share your heart. So I just encourage all your listeners to spend time with the Lord. Yes. Spend time in the Word. Get your mind renewed, as you kind of open the program with, and, and uh, begin to think about who you really are, because you are someone God loves. And loves deeply. And I want you to share really quickly here your your experience with feeling kind of depressed and, and frustrated, because it's something that we women all share. Yes. I, I My husband and I had been in ministry for many years, and, and I just felt like I didn't have an identity. I was Eldon's wife. I was mom and dad's daughter. I was sisters to my sister, you know, and I was a mother. But who was I? And I was really in a dark place. And I was uh, reading the word one day and the Lord used one of the Psalms and it wasn't 91. But he talked about being under the shadow of his wings. And he spoke to me and he said, you are under my shadow and that's where you belong. And, Carol, it lifted all the responsibility that I've been carrying to make things right, make, you know, keep on ministering with my husband and this and that. I li- it, that lifted off of me, and I, I knew that I was where I belonged. I didn't have to do anything to please anybody except Jesus. And uh, so from that time on, I've just experienced the freedom and yes. the knowledge of who I am and the importance and the love I mean, there's mm. many other experiences, too, but it, it all cements right. his love, his great love. His great love. Yeah. And what really ministered to my heart was, um, and again, I know that you women out there have felt this, too, is that we get, we really do, because God's made us this way to be very relational mm-hmm. and to be caregivers, caretakers of our whole family. And we can get so into giving, 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 giving that we lose sight of who we are and so we feel like we're always in somebody else's shadow. Right. But then when God came to you and said, no, my darling, you're, you are under the shadow of my protective, loving wing. Wow. That changes everything mm-hmm. because then it doesn't matter. You know, it, now you're free again to serve other people without resentment because you know who you are. Exactly. You are Jesus's kid. You're the lover of his soul. Of, uh, he's the lover of your soul. The thing is, you're, you're a new woman in Christ, and you're free now to be full on who you are and are supposed to be. And that Amen. is so beautiful. Amen. To be free. And that's what he wants. That's exactly what he wants. And yeah. I encourage everyone to pursue that. 
Yes. Oh, Judy, you are such a delight. It has been so wonderful to have you in studio with me today and to share your beautiful book, some of the essence. You've got to get this book, you guys, out there. It's called My Journey to the Throne and Things I Have Learned Along the Way. It's on Amazon. And you can pick it up. And the other thing is you can get a hold of Judy. How can they get a hold of you, Judy? Well, uh, our email mm-hmm. is P-F-I-C. So P as in Paul, F as in Frank. I, C as in Charles, M mm-hmm. as in Mary, at AOL.com. At AOL.com. Yeah. Okay. It stands for Personal Freedom in Christ Ministries. So P, P as P as in Paul, F as in Frank, I as in income, C as in Charlie, M as in Mary, at AOL.com. Please do get a hold of uh, Judy and just, you know, just to just to have a chat with her. She will bless your heart and do get her book and be blessed today. It has been such a joy to be with Judy this afternoon and to be with all of you. And I just... Praise God for you, and until next Sunday at 2 o'clock, you just have a blessed, wonderful week. Enjoy this beautiful fall weather that God has given us. It is so nice out, and we so appreciate and love the Northwest because we just get this wonderful, we've just been very blessed with a beautiful long summer, and now we have this beautiful Indian summer. So until next week, God bless you, and you take every thought captive because God really has your back. He loves you, loves you, loves you. So until next Sunday at 2 o'clock, you have a wonderful week. God bless you. Bye-bye. That special touch of God's excellence in you. That special touch of God's excellence in you.